me, you know, this was, you know, this is always something that I wanted to do, right? I don't think I don't think there are many people that grow up saying they want to be in insurance, but I was one of those people. What's up, guys? I'm going to keep this short because this is actually a pretty long podcast, almost twice as long as some of our normal episodes, but there's a reason for that. I want to introduce you to the one and only Robbie Burton from Martinsville, Virginia. He's going to share how he's working with a group of agents right now to create a tech stack that I don't think the insurance industry has really seen yet. But in this podcast, I want you to pay attention to how he talks about technology and talks about data, his mindset, his perspective on it. And if you want to understand and get a deep dive on that tech stack, well, you're going to have to come to Elevate. I'm curious as as far as, you know, your story goes, your journey, and it's already interesting because you wanted to get into insurance, but at what point in that insurance journey did you start to question how your dad had built that business, sort of how things were running at the time and say, you know, I wonder if we could do it a little differently. Like when was that outside the box thinking? When did that start? Um, yeah, for me, it was 2015. Um, okay. You know, for I, I mean, my dad and I have an excellent relationship. I I think he is like, you know, one of the most, I don't know, just, you know, well-respected, you know, honorable men I've ever met. So I'd never questioned anything that he did, you know, including the, you know, the direction of the business and how we operated. Um, you know, he turned over the reins to me in, in January of 2015. And, um, and man, it was like getting, getting thrown into a cold, a cold lake or something. I mean, you, you went out and looked at all of the information in the industry and everything was about disruption. Yeah. You know, every, yeah. every, every trade magazine, every article that came out, right. Everything was about the, the death of the agent and the disruption of the, of the industry. Yeah. I think it was kind of that, um, I remember when we started talking about it at agency nation and it's like the media craze, you know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. why the news always talks about, you know, you never hear anything positive on the news. They're always talking about st- something negative, something's going wrong because that's what people when there's a catastrophe or a crisis, people are, you know, shift their attention and and start to um, hone in. And right. so I think a little bit of it was like this media hype. Oh my God, the independent agent is going to go, you know, down the tube. It's the death right. of the agent and all this sort of, you know. And then it kind of whiplashed and came back. You know, I think we're in this period now where people are like, okay, we had our crazy moment there, and. <laughs> let's bring it back to reality and what what is the effect of all of this um, yeah happening. i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more and 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 that was something my dad told me he said look you know the independent agency system has been going away for 40 years you know so just take a deep yeah. breath and you know take take stock of everything we got going on and it'll be fine and I, and I think i think you're right i mean the you know it's went it went from disruption to enablement and mm-hmm. um you know i think there there are trends out there in the world that will help us even more moving forward but yeah 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 so at what point did you guys start to look at the technology that you had? And maybe it didn't, I don't know if that's where the conversation started, so correct me if I'm wrong there, but I mean, you guys have started doing some really interesting things with data management, with um, 
you know, improving how you leverage that data and interact with your customers and, and provide that customer experience and the tools that you're using. When did all that start and maybe where, where did it start too? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it didn't really start with, um, with, with leveraging data and working together. For, for us, it started with just the realization, you know, probably back in 2015 of how far behind we were in, in sort of the experience economy race, right? Um, it, it sort of feels like a violation of the golden rule to me that, that my customers can't do business with me, you know, the way that I like to do business with other people. Um, and and yeah. so uh, for me, it was just really specifically that frustration, you know, that somebody can't go on their phone, pay their bill and check their information, you know, in less than 30 seconds. And, we're, and we were so far from that capability. Um, and, and in so many other industries, that capability already exists. So I think it makes us vulnerable as a group. Um, and so that's that's when we kind of broke off from the pack and kind of went alone and said, hey, man, we got to we've got to be part of the solution and try to fix this. So you kind of had this come to Jesus moment, like this Eureka, oh my gosh, we need to change. But what did that journey of change look like? Where did you guys, in terms of getting your hands dirty, like where did that start? Um, so we, we have a good group of younger agents here and a really good group of sort of an older generation of agents. So we, you know, I kind of, I try not to do too much the first year, um, I didn't want to uh, make too many enemies internally right off the bat. So we, yeah. we, did, we just made a team, right? We kind of put it out to everybody. Hey, if you want to be on this team, we kind of ca- called it like a marketing and change management team. Um, and so we selected a, a good cross section of all the different people and agents that we have here. Uh, it ended up being about five or six of us. And uh, we just, we just sort of like planned for about a year. Um, so that kind of wow. took us into 2017 and at that time, we made the decision to, you know, to leave the legacy systems, to go into Salesforce, to, you know, to try to understand the trends in general industry and what software as a service means and what capabilities it gives us, right? So um, it took us a long time of, of, of listening to experts. I mean, we listened to, like, your podcast and the other, you know, a, lot of, a lot of the information from Agency Nation um, to try to decide what's right for us, right? Um, so, so it was a little bit of a long journey. Um, mm-hmm. and, and included with that was a lot of change management. Uh, we, we sort of, you know, we laid down a strategy and got really tactical with change management like a lot of people would with, with marketing and sales. Uh, we treated it as just as, as important of a, of a piece of our business. So um, we tried to get out in front of that. And, you know, if anything, I think that's probably the, the, you know, the biggest thing I could share with other people is, is, is I think it saved us to a certain extent because nothing about this is easy. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so to have that, you know, to have that strategy in place and have people know when things are coming and, and accept them ahead of time is, is super important. So I just want to step back for a sec because yeah. I love that you you shared how that journey happened. You, you guys collected, you know, a small team together. And I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. And here's why sure. I got an email from a, an agent. Um, gosh, last week. And he said, it was after an email that I sent out with this onboarding campaign, you know, saying here, this agent is doing this amazing onboarding campaign. She's willing to share what it looks like and what the emails are. And so he responded and he was like, this is amazing, but I'm not sure how to influence the people in our agency to get them to start, you know, doing things like this. Like, 
collecting the right data, like mm-hmm. thinking, you know, changing that mindset, like thinking about the customer experience and, you know, sending out this onboarding campaign and like, how do I, where do I start? Do I start with, do I just do it myself? Do I, um, you know, do I buy, buy the tools before I get buy-in? Do I buy the tools after I get buy-in? Where, how do you know you have buy-in? Like, just what does that all look like? And so it's just fascinating to me that you had this, you know, this small team that you guys were working together. Like, what were the dynamics in the office during that time? Was there friction between the people outside the team and inside the team? Was it all kumbaya? Just how did that all work? Well, I mean, you know, it, I'd be lying if I said it was perfect, right? It, but but what we did is we, we got really good advice. And and what I would say to that person, if that's if that's the challenge they're facing now, which I think is a challenge that all of us are going to face, and we maybe we face constantly, is that there's lots of information out there in the world about the levers of change management. Um, you know, I'm going to speak to that specifically at Elevate just to show what we did. Um, but but generally speaking, like the the mantra head, heart, hand um, sort of guides all of the principles in change management. So. You know, people have to understand it first before they accept it, and they have to accept it before they before they put it into action. So, um, you know, th- those guiding principles I think are are sometimes better to use because they they leave it flexible. Because I don't know, you know, that that person's exact situation. You know, for us that meant to pick a group that that you know we have different offices, we have different departments, so we tried to pick a you know people out of different areas of the business. So, you know, as they started to talk about it and share it and share the excitement that it would you know, it would go out to different areas uh, within our own organization. You know, that might look totally different for somebody with one location and 10 people or with, you know, 50 locations and 1,000 people. But if if you use that strategy of head, heart, hand, I think you can't go wrong. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. So, okay, now skipping forward here, you've got this team. You guys are rocking and rolling. You're looking out in the industry for resources on what to do next. I'm interested why you guys moved to Salesforce because that's a big lift. It's not like going out Mm -hmm. and saying, all right, I'm going to go start doing some stuff on MailChimp, right? Which you can do completely for free. You can set up an account, you can put an email list in there, you can start building automation and it literally costs you nothing. So the wall or the barrier to entry there is is pretty low. Yeah, but exactly. But with Salesforce, it's huge. It's like, I mean, you have to it's a completely blank slate. So even when you get the tech, you know, you have to buy it, you have to be able to afford it. You have to understand it. Um, and then you have to customize it to your business. It's not just a plug and play solution. Um, and it's very, you know, deep. So I, I say this cause we're going through the pains of, of, of uh, implementing Salesforce at you get it. Yeah. Oh, it's like a nightmare, man. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. As soon as you think you have one thing down, they're like, but you could do it 10 other ways. And you're like, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, if, if you didn't grow up wanting to be a software engineer, it may not be right for you. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's no, I, I think, I think that, I think that shift, that leap and that mentality is just part of sort of a, of, of a broader trend. I mean, you know, if you go back 15 or 20 years ago, in, in order for a company to give, you know, high quality services based in software, you had to have, you know, these huge server rooms with the static raised floors and temperature controlled and humidity controlled. And you had to have engineers and huge budgets, um, you, you know, it, and so it was only something for big business. And so I think the people that have gotten us to this point did a good job of, 
you know, taking those pains for us and allowing agents to, you know, to stay relevant and, and through some of those changes. But the general trend of software as a service, you know, probably means for the first time um, since the digitization of the, you know, economy in general that, that you know, little guys can compete and, and have the same spectrum of services that a, that a you know, gigantic corporation can have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we might be a little bit on the front edge of it or the bleeding edge of it, but you know, the renaissance of, of small business in America is coming. The, yeah. the small business, small business has, has the tools at their disposal now. Right. So I think, I think this is more of an effect of that general trend, quite frankly, that we chose to go ahead and jump out and, you know, get, get involved in that fight. So how do you use your Salesforce tech in combination with your agency management system? Do they tango um, is there some friction there? Um, which one do you sort of lean on? You know, you kind of always have one place you think of as that that home for all your data, and then everything else just sort of weaves in and out of it. Is that Salesforce? Is that your AMS? Like, just how do these two things work together? Yeah, we don't we don't really distinguish between the two. You know, I don't I don't put much stock into the CRM versus AMS uh, conversation. I mean, for us. We, we looked at the, the entire tech stack, right? And, and we want things out of it. We want our customers to be able to to um, interact with us. We want we want our you know digital presence to be tracked and embedded and, and and logged and all those things. And we want that to be apparent. And we want the information that people need, you know, to be at the forefront when they need it, so they can do their jobs. And so, you know, for us, there is no there is no AMS, right? We've just tried to make sure that at every step, the information is where it needs to be. Um, so you can, you know, call it what you want, but we're we're completely into the Salesforce Salesforce environment now. Okay, so you hinted at something that I think Seth may have also hinted at last year at Elevate, which was sort of the the direction of um, you know where technology is going in the industry and the IA channel and how you know you have to think of data management a little bit differently and. It, you know, and just something that he might have been um, creating. And I think he's come pretty far since Elevate 2018. I know he's got a couple agents on a, uh, you know, working together to create this new tech stack. Um, and the, the the name that he's given the, the group is Neon. So I know you're going to be talking a little bit about Neon, a little bit about what you're doing and how you've done it. But what exactly is neon like are you got is it a tech stack is it a group is it like it just i haven't really nailed down exactly what it is yeah there's a reason for that um you know neon neon at its core is extremely simple right the idea is simple but i think like a lot of other things in life you know sometimes the you know the the most true things can only be expressed through stories and parables and myths. And I think that's why Seth has, has had to use analogy and, and very eloquently put together these stories to try to describe what it is. Um, you know, sometimes those kind of ideas transcend simple explanations. Um, mm. The best way that I can say it is that, is that at, at its core, Neon is the idea that indie agents will share completely. Mm. And and that sounds really simple, but you know if you follow that logic through everything we do, you know the effect can be profound. Um, you know maybe the best analogy I can give it is is when when we talk about blockchain, right? Blockchain is a 
you know, it's a public redundant ledger, right? I think that's probably the shortest description you could give it, but it, but it does no justice in describing how blockchain can affect the way we trust each other and, you know, and, and, and the far reaching effects of blockchain in the years to come. So in, in the same way with neon, it's very difficult to give it a short description, but to, to, to describe the, the effects that it can have. So, um, I think, I think for us, neon can be just as profound. Um, you know, maybe another way to describe it is, is, um, have you ever seen the movie Hudsucker Proxy? I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I know it's kind of funny, right? But um, so if anybody else is listening has ever seen it, you know, Tim Robbins' character stands up at the beginning and he draws a circle on a piece of paper and he shows it to the board of this big company. And he's like, you know, for kids. And, and you know, the, the movie goes on and, he, and he's trying to draw a Frisbee and it ends up being a really good idea. But I think that, you know, I think, um, you know, in a way it can, it, it, it illustrates a couple of things. Sometimes, you know, great ideas come from the most unlikely places and, and, um, you know, and also, you know, great ideas can be really hard to explain sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think from my conversations with Seth and, and you and some of the other agents involved, what's really interesting. And, and I really, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I fully wrapped my head around exactly what you guys are creating just because it is so yeah. different. Um, it's so, it's so just, I mean, innovative in terms of what, we're creating right now. It's just such a big step forward. Um, but I, I mean, I, I do think there is a sense of sharing that goes on with agents right now, but right. it's through other people, organizations. And what you guys are doing is eliminating the middleman or the middlemen or women or whatever you want to term, you know, that thing that sits right in between the agents and just saying, through technology, we can frictionlessly share exactly what's going on in real time, you know, without having uh, filters and uh, wait time and, um, you know, discoloring and whatever you want to call it, right? It's just, it's, yeah. the, it's the true stuff that's going, it's like... Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll add one important thing to there is that we lose leverage, right? When yeah. we... When we when we share through other people's systems, we completely give away our leverage. So when you talk about how we use data, how we purchase things, and, and really everything we do, um, I, I think that's a great way to look at it is that if we share directly with each other um, and we use these incredibly capable systems and, and, and it's a way to do that, that we get leverage in all areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes it so powerful. I mean, it, it's just, even if, even if agents weren't leading the charge and it wasn't in the hands of agents, I still think it would be a really powerful tech stack and tool and, and would help a lot of agents lives. But j- you'd add that in and it's like the butter on top. Um, yeah, that, it really is what makes it different. Um, and it's, you know, I'm, it is really difficult to explain exactly what it is because it isn't any one thing specifically. Right. But but yeah, I mean, if you if you if you become part of the Neon Group and moving into next year, the tech stack that that's a part of that will be amazing. It, it will be, you know, life changing for for a lot of agencies. But but the real the real difference is the sharing of information. Yeah. So I'd like I'd love to like dive a little deeper because I think um, I'm really excited for you to to speak at Elevate on how all this works because I think 
it's just the perfect continuation from last year. But, you know, giving people a little bit of a, of a taste here, like what, what, why does neon matter to that, to the agent who's listening right now? Like what's in it? Okay. So we're, we're hearing that there's sharing capability. We're hearing that maybe there's a little bit more leverage. We're going to talk about data management and collection. And, but I mean, as, as an agent, right, who runs a business and I've got to bring in the bacon and I've got to mm-hmm. worry about my team and, you know, the next five to 10 years in the industry, like, how is it going to actually make my individual life better? Well, <clears throat> it's, it's a big question. And I think the best way to say it is is this, that there are thousands of digitally based agencies coming online right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the world is changing and it's changing fast. And, you know, one of my one of my fears, and I think probably a fear that other agents share is that the convenience equation will get so out of whack that, that our standards that we keep won't matter anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So what I would say to, to, you know, to any agent listening who wants to know what it is and what it can do for them is, is and I would say this first and foremost, that it puts the focus back on your client. It gives you a system and a way to communicate that competes with any business, you know, large or small, you know, and when, and when you, when you're armed with that kind of, you know, with that kind of power, then it can allow your, you know, you're already, you know, we already have an advantage sort of in our, you know, micro regional economic understanding, the relationships with our clients, you know, we can leverage those things on top of a, you know, world-class system to stay competitive or, or even dominate that marketplace. Yeah. So is there something that's, and I don't mean to jump forward here, but let's say an agent listening says, wow, that sounds amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that sharing power is, is a big piece of uh, neon, you know, because you want that, that relative data. Okay. I'm doing this thing over here, but I don't want to just see my actions in isolation in this, you know, sort of, um, wormhole. Like I want to understand how yeah. I compare to another agent and, and through that comparison, I, I can see whether I'm better or worse and how I need to improve or, or throttle, throttle down some things. So, um, but how, and that sharing is really powerful, but that other, the other piece is the, um, just the ability to uh, leverage data a little bit more aggressively in in business practices. I, th- I remember you said at the beginning of the call, um, you know, we want to be able, it's not about data management, it's not about data, it's about being able to, or a tool, it's about being able to empower the people on my team with the right information at the right time. So just looking at that piece what is, why couldn't an agency do that without Neon today? I mean, can they, can't they, what does that look like in an agency today? Yeah. So I think, I think probably the, the, the one, or the, you know, there, there are more than one, there's more than one difference between, you know, the environment we're in now and, and maybe an agency still in a legacy system, but just, just to, just to simplify it, you know, here's the biggest difference is that if if we if we stand together and we share you know the way neon agents will share the the insights we gain are fueled and powered by artificial intelligence and, and the reason i mean and everybody knows why that makes a difference right i mean the computer can 
the computer can analyze, pick up trends, and share information at a speed and a volume that we just cannot do. I mean, you know, the best practices manuals that come out are, are great tools, right? We've used them for, you know, 100 years or whatever. Um, but, but they're, you know, they're rigid, and, and I don't really know if my regional information really compares to what I'm reading on the paper. Um, there's, it's, I'm left with, like, more questions than I have answers. Um, th this is sort of like a, a next-generation artificial intelligence version of that. You know, the insights will be real-time, more meaningful, you know, to each user. Mm. So it's not just, you know, I guess I think of of uh, my dad's agency, right? And and we, you know, he's got three or four producers. I was one of them. I really had no idea what was going on in another producer's life, even though they literally worked for ten hours, eight hours a day, two feet away from me. Right in the I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had no clue. Like, oh, okay, Grant sold an account. <laughs> you know, oh, it happened to be a, you know, a tree trimmer. Okay, right. great. Well, and he used that. Oh, okay. You know, it's like you don't know any of that really. Um, and and you you're not going to spend the time either uh, going in and you know dissecting that data just for fun either. And and so. It seems like I was talking to this guy actually. Uh, this was this was a podcast I just did with an agent, and he said, for a young producer, one of the things you should think about is talking to the other producers in your agency, and figure out where they're placing risk, um, and what risk they're placing, and either maybe you know if they've placed one business with this one carrier, well that's a good starting point for you. Maybe you take that on if they don't want to you know, delve into that niche, but they just happen to, you know, free for all, write That piece of business. Well, you're only going to know, I mean, it's a great strategy, right? To, to kind sure. of leverage some of the, um, the strategies that your other producers are, are executing on, but you're only going to know that if you go talk to them. I mean, why can't you have a system set up where, you know, Hey, uh, Grant wrote this one account and he says he's not going to delve into this niche. And it just sort of like pings you, and, and, you know, the data is sort of actively knocking on your door saying, hey, do this next thing, right? Or make sure you say this or... That's right. And it's, that to me, that's like the power of it, right? It just, it's like the data has a life of its own. And I mean, that's, I know that's what we mean by artificial intelligence, but I think that gets lost sometimes. It's, you know, people just think it's big, complicated tech. And it's like, no, you're, you're really giving a life to, and a breath and an energy to this information that's being stored online and it's now going to, you know, tell you sort of, okay, here's how you can improve and here's what you need to do next. And it's, that's what makes it so powerful. Think about trying to compare, compare your sort of omni-channel marketing efforts to Jeff Royce or somebody like that, right? If they're plugged yeah. in and you're, and you're comparing best practices in real time against agencies that are that, you know, that forward thinking and that impressive, I mean, th those are extremely powerful insights. And you can apply that across the board to all things, to service, to marketing, sales, um, to everything we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you guys starting to see with, uh, with the first round here of uh, Neon and, and what you guys are building, are you starting to see some of those results that you were looking for, you know, a year, two, three years ago? 
Yeah, I mean, so so the biggest the, the biggest progress or, or where the most progress is 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 in the marketing side of it, no question. I mean, the mm-hmm. the tools that we've installed now are just otherworldly compared to what we had before. Um and and that's it's been a it's been a pretty steep learning curve with that too, right? We've had to bring in uh you know, people that have different skills, um the different capabilities to to sort of to manage those systems, you know, I think that's that's one thing to to bear in mind is that you either have to bring in the skills or you have to learn how to do it yourself. Um and but there are there are things that we need to be doing that are different than the traditional model. Um, mm-hmm. So so I'd, I'd say you know if 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 the question is are we happy with where we're at? We're extremely happy with what we've done in the marketing side of things. You know the power of and, and leverage uh, and data sharing is 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 still being developed. Mhm. Mhm. But you guys are starting to see the tools that you're using place that information in the right spot at the right time. That's exactly right. Yep. I love it. So yeah. I know you're speaking at Elevate. I'm excited. Are you excited? Oh man, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so pumped. I feel like I've lived, eat and uh eaten and breathed Elevate for the last like four or five weeks. I'm I don't know I'm, how you do everything you do, honestly. Yeah. I well, we've got an amazing team of people and we're just on fire for it, you know, we're really excited about it. Just just kind of fuels you. Um, so do you want to give uh, the listeners a sneak peek of your presentation? Anything you want to tell them like that you, you know, may or may not be talking about, may or may not learn if you're, if they're in your uh, session? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I would say this is the sort of heart of the, of the presentation that I'll give it elevate. Um, you know, I'll walk through, the step-by-step process that we believe, you know, best represents the sort of the next generation of indie agency. Um, we'll look at it. Well, I'll show exactly what we're using right now. And I'll also give sort of a glimpse of, um, you know, what the future is going to look like in neon. You know, we'll talk a lot about cultural change management, right? Because it's on the top of my priorities. And I think that, I think it's a really important piece of what we're doing. Um, you know, I would say that just, you know, if people can imagine a world where we, where we integrate cutting edge tools, we, we, we just absolutely crush the experience economy. You know, we use our relationships and software, right? And, and, and we bring forth through it all what already makes us great. And, and if we can do all of those things, that's what Neon's about. I love it. I love it. Man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was a blast. I feel like I learned a little bit more about where the agency model is heading every time I talk to somebody like you. So um, I appreciate it.